before you start, how are my clocks today? They feel even louder. You what? My clocks. Yeah, I can hear it. Let me try something. Give me one second. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> what are we trying to do? I literally just put, I put a blank over it. Stop time. <laughs> <laughs> Has it a bird? Call. <laughs> We're definitely using that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hazard to Birds, a brand new podcast hosted by myself, Tom McAdam, and the incredible Kieran Stevens. Hello, that's me. So the plan going forward for this podcast is to invite a range of guests from all over the pop culture world to discuss current projects and talk about pop culture news, comics, games, movies, and all the good stuff like that. Yeah, so... We are going to be breaking down the show into various sections. For example, we really want to showcase other indie comic producers and other Kickstarter projects that we think are good and people that we've maybe spoken to that we know are passionate about their projects and we're going to try and push them through as well. So that's going to be something that uh, we're going to cover in each episode. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, this is definitely something we feel really strongly about. There's a lot of great comic books and other creative projects out there. And we'd love to be able to help them out by sharing some of our favourites and, and why we love them so much. Yeah, but as this is our first episode and considering we have our own Kickstarter currently uh, running, uh, in this episode we'd like to just introduce ourselves really and our company, Broadcast Comics. And then we'd like to talk a little bit about our first book, which is Diamond Issue 1. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that in a bit. Um, so thank you so much for joining us for episode one. Uh, we hope to be doing an episode like this once a month or maybe even more depending on how things go. But like Tom said, this week we'll be focusing on the Kickstarter and going into some more detail about the story and the world as Diamond as a whole. Okay, so we'd normally be getting a guest on the show, but as today we are technically the guests ourselves. Um, I suppose more specifically, Kieran should be the guest, seeing as he was the writer and the creator of Diamond. God, what have I got myself in for here? <laughs> Going forward, um, we're, we're obviously looking forward to getting a lot more guests in. Um, we've already got the artist on Diamond Issue 1, Dominico Pagano, lined up, and uh, we're really looking forward to talking to him about his involvement on the project. Okay, so generally, I think the way it's going to work is we're going to start out by... Uh, letting the guests just introduce themselves and talk about what they do a little bit. And then we're going to prepare some questions for them. Uh, so in this episode, obviously it's a little bit different, of course, because we've got Kieran as the guest. Um, so why don't we start out, Kieran, by you telling everybody who you are and what you do. And then I can ask you some questions, which I promise he has not seen up until this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit nervous about that one. So comic books have been part of my life for as long as I can remember, but maybe not so much in the comic format. I remember growing up watching the cartoons on repeat, watching the uh, weekly adventures of Spider-Man was, you know, one of the best parts of the week. But it wasn't until quite a bit later that I actually got my first comic, and I've, I've still got it on my shelf to this day. A lovely hardback uh, edition of Civil War. Uh, which I got for about £7 on Amazon. But I think these days I know that it's time to support our local comic shops. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'm a UK-based comic writer. My first writing credits were on Mad Robot Comics, Cadaver's World Gone to Hell, alongside a whole range of super talented creators. 
but Diamond Issue 1 will mark my first venture into the world of independent comics in a feature-length book. Okay, so before you go any further, because you're going to spoil all the questions that I've prepared for you, I think we should start with the question that we're probably going to start with on every guest who comes on the show, and that is a would-you-rather question. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first question I want to ask you is, would you rather have spaghetti for hair or mayonnaise for sweat? <laughs> um, I I hate mayonnaise, so I'm going for spaghetti for hair. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm guessing what does it grow like hair normally would? I I, I think so. Renewable food source. I love I love a bit of spaghetti. Let's let's do that. Yeah, you could live off that for a while until you Absolutely. go bald in your mid twenties. Ouch. <laughs> At least I've still got my mid twenties to come. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to some more serious questions. Um, so we already talked about you and the fact that you're you've written Diamond Issue One. Um, so I don't know. If, I don't think we've talked about where we are on Kickstarter. Um, so we're currently, I think, at the time of recording, seventy-eight percent funded. I think could be seventy-seven. Yeah, we're very close now. Yeah, almost across that finish line. So. Why don't you start off by telling us a bit about the book and Diamond as a character? So on the Kickstarter, we say that Grayson Matthews was a screw-up, a rock star who believed his own hype and made nothing but selfish and harmful decisions. In the wake of a tragedy, his reckless streak is combined with superpowers that make him immune to harm and extremely dangerous to others. And I absolutely adore that tagline because I really think it encompasses a lot of what issue one is. We find out who Grace and Matthews is, how he got his powers, and how we'll be using them going forwards. Yeah, it really gives it gives a good sense of the the first issue and him as a character as well. It's a good tagline. Absolutely. Um, so in issue one, we're introduced to Grayson's life um, as a rock star. We see that it's all about the flashy guitars, the crowd surfing, and the big parties. And what happens when you let fame and fortune go to your head? So Grayson's. Uh... He's a, a famous rock star. He's partying all the time. He's mega famous, doing a load of drugs, drinking a lot, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and it's it's actually at one of these parties that he's he's given a choice, and uh, unfortunately, he makes the wrong decision. Okay. So where did where did the actual character come from originally? Where did the idea come from? The spark of inspiration, so to speak. Yeah, so weirdly enough, he was one of the first characters I started creating, but he was very different back then. So the original inspiration was really based around his powers, the the energy shields that he can generate. Um, and I wanted to explore how that could work in sports. Oh, so the, Interesting. So Grayson was actually originally going to be a rugby player called Scrum. Oh, okay. Um, Unfortunately, I very quickly realised I have no idea about any of the rules or history of rugby and probably not the way I should be going. Well, this, this is obviously before we were speaking about it because I used to play rugby a lot. And I probably, oh, really? Yeah, maybe it would have gone a different way if, if, if that had to come up earlier on. How interesting is that? Yeah. Yeah, so this would have been back in 2017, actually, when I, I started writing. Um, but I really wanted to explore you know the history of performance and performance enhancing drugs in sport 
and I thought it would be such an interesting way for uh, you know a, a good morally good rugby player to maybe experiment with this mm. and it causes this massive change in him that um, really would have cast a different light on the character wow interesting i'm learning that myself for the first time right now so yeah so you can see that you know the character was very different from what he is today but there are also a lot of elements that that are still there it's a similar character progression in some ways absolutely so i think the story that i really wanted to tell was how do you react when you're given a decision that will really shape your future okay. and if you make the wrong choice how do you deal with that and how do you seek your redemption interesting amazing okay so that's so we talked about diamond as a character but what about the world in which he exists and maybe you could talk a little bit about that yeah so diamond will be the first book in our new superhuman universe um it's a slightly fantasized superhero heavy version of the real world specifically diamond's actually based in camden london okay so it's uk based um which is quite unusual i think in, in itself or quite unique in itself uk superheroes that they, they definitely had a huge appeal a few years ago but they seem to have dropped off the radar lately mm. so do the public know that superheroes exist is it a bit like the the, the new the newer marvel universe where people are kind of aware of them or is it kind of a hidden so superheroes definitely exist in the world and the public are aware of them um but as we explore more of the law of the world i think we'll, we'll delve into a bit of the, their role and some of the more famous superhumans so you mean like kind of higher positions in society yeah so we'll be exploring some of these sort of characters in in diamond and some of um the books that hopefully will follow it very soon um we'll see you know superhuman versions of celebrities like actors musicians um but we'll also see them in high high ranking positions such as um you know the police force the queen's guard things like that awesome so it's not just i think i think it's quite an important point to get across is it's not the the world that you've created is not just about diamond although to start with, we are focusing on Diamond as this, as a series of books, but it's going to be expanded. There's going to be other characters that exist and maybe cross over into his stories going forward. Absolutely. I see, I see Diamond as somewhat of a catalyst. It's going to be the first point in a changing world. Um, you know, much like our own, things happen every day in this world that, that have huge effects. But I think Diamond Issue 1 will mark a, a growth in the superhuman community and also in the public perception of superhumans okay so that covers a little bit more about diamond so people are going to know you know before i guess people that are looking to pledge on a kickstarter for a comic they've never read or a series that they've never read before then this is kind of it's going to give them a little bit more incentive to dive into the story um so why don't you talk a little bit more about why you started writing and what some of your main influences are yeah so writing was something that was a bit of an impulsive decision for me actually i was a big comic fan long before i even thought about trying to write myself i've always been a huge marvel fan and yeah from the cartoons to the video games and then you know the cinematic universe launched when i was quite young and I remember that being a, a pivotal point of, of my life and uh, deciding what I wanted to do 
So a follow-up question would be, who's your favourite Marvel character? God, it is. It's like asking a parent to choose between their kids that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my, my favourite Marvel character, I, I often overthink this one, but my answer always comes back to the same. I'd probably have to say Spider-Man. His, his comics are some of the funniest, um, most action-packed, dynamic, and heart-wrenching stories that I think I've ever read. Yeah, agreed. I don't know if he's my favourite, but we'll leave that for another episode. Because <laughs> I don't have to make a list. A list of lists, I think. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Obviously, characters are really determined by their creative teams. So a character saying consistent is hard, but I think he probably is one of the most consistent, consistently solid superheroes there is. Mm. There's something about Spider-Man's stories and his rogues gallery that it, it just makes me feel like a, a kid again. It makes me fanboy whenever I'm, I'm reading a, a Spider-Man comic. You know, when you see those uh, trickling grains of sand from Sandman or you see Rhino charging in, I just, I feel like, I, I remember being sat on the sofa playing, you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and things like that. And it, it just brings back so many positive memories. Yeah. I think he'll always be in the upper echelons of superheroes for me. Okay, interesting. All right, so... We've covered Diamond and you a little bit. So why don't we talk about Kickstarter in general and why, I mean, I guess this could be directed to me as well, but why why Kickstarter? Why did, why did we or why did you decide that Kickstarter was the way forward for Diamond issue one? Yeah, so that's, it's a funny story, actually. Um, so when I say I, I decided I wanted to try writing in 2017, I say that more of, more of a, as a hobbyist than thinking I'd ever get anywhere with it. Um, so I started making my own characters and stories and even stories based on real life characters. Um, and it wasn't actually until a friend of mine got in contact with the writer Matt Hardy from Mad Robot Comics. Um, and he set up a meeting with the two of us. Um, and that's when I was really introduced to the world of independent comics and, and Kickstarter. Little shout out to Matt there from Mad Robot Comics. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to see Matt down at uh, Comic Games and Coffee in Chichester. Is that a double shout out? Um, okay, so so from that from that meeting, what happened? Yeah, so I remember talking to Matt um, about some of my ideas, and he was he was so supportive of the whole venture that it it seemed like something possible, like something there. And we had a lot of sessions where he told me, you know, where I'd, I'd bring him scripts, and he he very kindly make suggestions or edits for me mm. and it was that was definitely one of the the uh, i think by this point diamond had become diamond rather than scrum but okay. it really shaped the way the story went and actually I, I remember when i first started getting art in from dominica pagano shout out another shout out we're dropping names <laughs> when i first started getting art in, I, actually, I remember walking in and matt turned to a guy who was who was sitting there reading his comics and showed him the art and I was a bit confused at first. And then he went, do you know who this is? And I was like, no. He went, it's Simon Burks from uh, Blue Fox Comics. Wow. And it, it, it just felt so weird that I, I decided that I wanted to become a writer, but didn't know anything about it. And now suddenly I've got a page of art and I'm sat with two people living that, that dream. Yeah, and I, th I think it's important to say that, because like, the question was more around Kickstarter and why you decided to go that way. But Matt Hardy is an absolute Kickstarter god. Like every every project he puts up on Kickstarter seems to just smash the goal. 
yeah so that's that's where i was going with this actually so i was gonna say um i i began talking to matt through this um but i remember when obviously it wasn't his first kick to sartre at the time but the first time i'd heard of it i remember the excitement that came from from talking to matt while he was launching his own projects you know the, the likes of cadavers or murder most mundane and it it just felt it felt something like something that could be a reality and the excitement was getting to me even then so you can imagine how i'm feeling now we actually have a book live on kickstarter yeah i mean it's it's a funny one because when you start some kind of creative pursuit i guess a lot of people start off with the dream that they're going to be mega successful but it's probably one percent of the people that actually make it over that line and i think kickstarter is a great way for anybody to kind of get their foot in the door and get some money behind them get some get a crowd or a, a following behind them it really i think it's a really amazing resource for that especially for comic books kickstarter is definitely not just for comic books like they, they do all sorts of products but seeing the little market that they, they've carved out in comics you can see that it, it's just perfect for it the idea of this system where people show that they're interested in this book rather than just trying to you know fund a book print a book and then see if anyone wants it at that point yeah because i mean aside from the actual funding to produce the book how many i mean if you just if you just self-published a book tomorrow and went and put it in a shop how many people would buy it because you know i mean it's, it's hard to sell anything that people don't know about right that's the thing if you've not got marvel or dc on your you know on your cover it's it's an uphill battle and that's the whole it goes back to the whole point about being an indie publisher and how difficult it is to get that following. And I think Kickstarter really helps with that. I think it, it definitely raises the question of what is an indie publisher? Because some people list it as anything below, you know, that level of Marvel or DC. DC. Mm. You know, they, they'd say that Image or Valiant or Boom Studios are indie, indie producers. Wow. But they've, you know, they've got they've got a lot of business behind them um so it's it's almost like you know we're in another step of indie below <laughs> yeah indie indie let's 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 coin a coin a phrase indie. sub indie sub indie yeah <laughs> i like that let's go for that we've we've definitely got you know the, the garage grimy comic book scene going on <laughs> i mean yeah when i was a kid people used to draw their own books and then photocopy them and just pass them around in school i mean i guess it doesn't get more indie than that yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about that. And, um, you know, I mean, it would have looked far better than the comics I would just started creating when I tried to draw them myself. So I can tell you that that is not my strong suit. I think we should just get that out of the way and say that right now that neither of us are any good at drawing. <laughs> no, but if you want to make a big donation to our, um, you know, our Kickstarter, we'll do a custom cover just for you. Yeah, I don't mind drawing something. <laughs> I'm sure we can great, make something great. <laughs> just for laughs. Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> Okay, so Kickstarter's great. We know that. Um, so what can people gain from pledging on a project that they might not know much about? Yeah, I, I see Kickstarter like like being there on the ground floor of, of, of this new product, you know? You're not, you're not just picking up a book on a shelf. You, you are investing in the creators, in the story, in the art. In everything, you you are the biggest reason for this for a book success. Yeah, it's kind of like the 
the early access uh, system they have on Steam. I don't know if you use Steam. If you're not a PC gamer, then you might not know what it is, but it's kind of like it lets, lets um, new developers release a game before it's actually finished. And people can, you know, the, the community really helps out with like the bug fixing and, and then they're really involved from day one. Yeah, so maybe that's how we see Kickstarter. It's kind of like that beta launch. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the best things about Kickstarter is you say how much you'd like to raise, but that there isn't much risk for the, the person pledging. Like if, if, if the target isn't met and they don't lose any money. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an important thing because a lot of people ask me that when they're talking about the project. They say, you know, if I pay this money now and, it, and it's not, it, you don't get you don't reach the goal do i lose my money and things like that and it's important for people to know that if we don't get 100 percent funded everybody gets their money back or i think it doesn't even get taken from their account no so the um the money's not even taken until the the, the kickstarter is successful exactly yeah um so it, it really is a great way to show you know independent creators support without having any risk you know you're not giving them money and then not getting anything in return. Right. As soon as we, we reach that goal, we're in a lucky position to be to be ready to go. So all of the art is completed, it's coloured, let you in our little inside secret, but today we got the final few pages of lettering through. Yeah. So this, this book is now ready for print. As soon as we hit that 100%, we'll be sending it off to print and getting these um, these rewards ready for everyone. I guess that's another thing we can mention is that a lot of the Kickstarters I see, there's a huge wait between the date that they get funded and the date that they are going to deliver the product. Whereas because we're ready to go to print almost immediately, the turnaround is going to be quite quick for people. They're actually going to receive the book in you know quite a short space of time considering. Yeah, it was certainly something we, were, we, we wanted to make sure. Um, I've heard a lot of Kickstarter horror stories of things being backed and then not arriving for years, if ever. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, I, I want to make sure broadcast is known for delivering on time when we say we will. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've been realistic. We've given ourselves a bit of a buffer in case, you know, there are obviously the state of the world at the moment. There might be some delays. We don't know how busy the printers are, for example. But in terms of what we can do, we're going to do everything we can to make it happen as quick as possible for people okay so we talked about why what kickstarter is and why people why it's a good thing for indie producers or indie comic creators um so maybe we should move on to some of the amazing rewards that we've set up for our backers oh absolutely it's one of my favorite parts of the whole campaign honestly yeah so you know as, as well as you know physical and digital versions of the book we've got some really cool rewards lined up um we've got three amazing prints by artist dominico pagano we've got um a, a really cool t-shirt design with um graphics by mike pink at the time of recording there's still one opportunity left to have your face drawn into the comic book itself um the one of our immortalized in ink pledge right yeah, it's definitely been one of our most popular pledges. We've had to actually restock it three times now. I know Dom's getting uh, furious at me at this point. <laughs> is there any indication as to where in the book or which page they will be drawn into? Or is that still open to discussion? Yeah, so we don't want to reveal the page just yet, but I can tell you the panel that it will be shown in 
will be a flashback to his rock star days. And there's actually a scene where uh, where Grace and Matthews is crowd surfing, and that's going to be where we we're going to put some people in um, into the crowd. We're going to try and put some spotlights on them to uh, really show the characters off. Nice. I, I think it's such a cool way to say thank you for the support to the supporters because honestly we couldn't do it without them. No, no, absolutely. And shall we talk about our biggest reward? Shall I let you take over for that? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the superhuman pledge which is the obviously the most expensive in terms of money so when me and or when kieran showed me the finalized script for diamond and some of the artwork that dominico produced i was like okay i've got to sculpt that character it's incredible so i kind of part-time started planning it in my head and then as more artwork started coming through i started to get a better idea of who Diamond was as a character. And then I saw one image in particular that Dom did with uh, Mannequin's arms coming up through the ground and there was lots of bandages kind of pulling him down. And I just thought, and I just decided, all right, that that's the pose I'm going to go for. And yeah, it kind of came from that. I've been working on it on and off for about six months now, I think. But it's going to be a sixth scale solid resin statue. It's going to come painted and assembled unless you're a hobbyist yourself and you'd like it in parts to assemble and paint yourself. We're totally up for that. It's up to you. Um, but I'm quite happy to paint it for you. Um, I think one of the most important parts to mention is that this is limited edition. Absolutely, yeah. And we're not saying that as you know a marketing ploy. Uh, these aren't being created for mass production. No. There, will be, there will be five statues made. And after that, this won't be a thing anymore you know <laughs> yeah we're not just gonna start 3d printing them they are literally going to be cast in resin by hand and there's only going to be five of them ever made and they will be numbered and signed by me as well and i think so the, fir the first two have yeah. now gone if yeah, i'm right, if I remember right. already so you've only got three of those left if anybody's interested in grabbing one of those and um, I believe we can find work in progress pictures on both your account and the Broadcast Comics Facebook account. Is that right? Yeah, I uploaded one to the page of where I'm up to with it on our Facebook page and our Instagram, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, it's looking badass, man. You know, seeing um, like a, you know, a 3D representation of the cover of the book is so cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to do still. The The base is pretty much unfinished. When you look at it, it's just a blob of clay with some arms sticking out of it. But it is going to be a lot more detailed, a lot more refined. Um, and to, the, <laughs> to, those who, um, to those who pledge at this level, I think it, it's really important that we say um, the delivery will not be at the same time as the comics. You will get the comics at, on the agreed date, um, sure. but, but the statue will have to follow it just for... Um, practical purposes absolutely yeah we've we've got october down as a delivery and i'll tr i'll do my very best to meet that it gives us a yeah and we'll be in we'll be in contact at every stage of that um just to make sure it arrives with you safely sure I, i'd like to quickly quickly mention the um the rest of the creative team i know i've spoken quite a bit about myself today but um the art is is done by the amazing dominico pagano he's uh, an artist based over in peru He's definitely one, been one of the biggest supporters of the idea. Um, we've been working together for the past few years now, even before Tom came on board. Um, and he's definitely got a vision of both the, the world of Diamond and the world as a whole. 
we've created some characters that we won't see for you know maybe months maybe years but we definitely have an idea of where we want to go with this brand some of those uh, are, on, are on our instagram right if you scroll back a, a while you can see some of those earlier designs character designs absolutely there are definitely some uh, sneak peeks that you'll never know when they're going to show up or delete in what them, book delete you... them delete them all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean he's uh, the first time I saw any of his work, it, it was just mind blowing. He's an incredible artist, and we're lucky to have him. Absolutely, and he's definitely an artist. I think uh, some of the bigger publishers are going to have their eyes on very soon because his his quality of work is just undeniable. And that's not me saying it because he's attached to a book I'm producing. He's just so talented, and I've seen some of the books he's working on at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, they can't have him though. He's ours. That's it. Like. Yeah, I mean, we, we, in blood. Yeah, we need to get the chains around him. <laughs> okay. And um, I think it's also worth talking quickly about uh, Robin Jones, our letterer on that Absolutely. book. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this is going to sound so cheesy, but when I tell you that this book has had so many lives already, you know, it went from my idea being splurged onto a page to um, seeing Dominico's uh, initial pencils and then to see them in final colour, it was something completely different. And now Robin's involved and he's, you know, done 22 pages of gorgeous lettering. It's just taking a whole nother life now. Yeah, I mean, he's another incredibly talented member of the team, really. He's got yeah. a, lot of, a lot of credit to his name. He's, he's, done, he's worked on a lot of bigger projects. Yeah, the guy's worked for Image, you know, he's, um, he's very well recognised and we couldn't do it without him. All right, so I think that sums up the questions I'd lined out for you. So that covers Diamond and what we've got coming up in terms of that kind of world. But maybe we should talk about broadcast in a wider sense and then some of the other ideas we've got. Oh, are you hinting towards your new secret project? Maybe. Are we, are we talking about the A word? Maybe. <laughs> Go on, say it. Okay, yeah, we can, we can talk about anime. Um, I don't really know where to start with it. So I'm basic, basically, I've been working on this world for a couple of years. If, if anybody follows my sculpture or character design work on Instagram, then you will see a lot of the characters that are based in this world. Um, and Including one that's already won an award, right? Yeah, I won a little competition, maybe. Mm, a cheeky little competition. Are we going to give them a shout out? Yeah, we can give a shout out to the the Stan Winston School of Character Arts. Some of the, uh, the some of the best characters in the world were created in that in that their studio. So, yeah, it was a nice. I won a basically won a, an online sculpture competition, character design competition for a character called Rob Rash Rika and his uh, hover bike called Harley. So, a little bit of a uh, a spoiler there maybe as to what's coming up, but. It's basically a part sci-fi, part post-apocalyptic world that I've created full of mutated creatures and clans that roam the wastelands. Um, yeah, and we're, we're currently working on the first script for the first comic book for that. I think it's worth saying that um, anime doesn't exist in the same universe as Diamond. Absolutely, absolutely. completely yeah. own world, and I've, I've seen some of the script you're producing, and it's going to be chaos it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun yeah i mean i, I want it to be very gritty very 
visceral. Yeah, and I've also got a board game fleshed out that I'd like to produce through broadcast for, for that as well. Um, and the sky's the limit, really, with, with Diamond, the Diamond, the, the superhuman universe and the anime universe. We've got big ideas for both. So we, we have these two parallel universes, you know, running at the same time. Yeah. Um, and while I won't shut down the idea, we have no intention of any crossovers between the two. No, I mean, they're very unique in their own ways, in different timelines, I guess. But that's not to say that I won't be working within your universe and vice versa. Absolutely. I've got some, uh, I've got some plans for the wasteland, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. So thanks very much for tuning in to the first episode of Hazard to Birds. Uh, hopefully you found it interesting, got some insight into who we are and what we're planning to do. If you didn't find it interesting, then we, we, we promise to get some more interesting people on in the future. This was more just an introduction to who we are and our Kickstarter and what we're going to be doing in the future. Um, but we really appreciate the support if you tuned in and listened. And if you'd like to make a pledge on our Kickstarter to help us get Diamond Issue 1 funded, you can find the link in the description below. And you can find us on all social media platforms at Broadcast Comics. From, from both of us, thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope to see you on the next episode. Hit the outro. <laughs> yeah, we really need to work on that. Maybe uh, if anybody's listening that does little jingles or anything like that, maybe you'd like to help us out with a, a little intro, outro jingle that we can use for all the future episodes um so yeah thanks very much for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode bye bye